Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, indeed, to the dulcet tones of the Irish Rovers. It was indeed a party, and the Oilers partied. Partied like at times it was 2003. Taking it to the Calgary Flames last night in front of 55,000 stoke-jacked amp fans. You did your part at Commonwealth Stadium. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Bob Stoffer, back in the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan Escott is with us, along with Kellen Kennedy, and we have a jam-packed edition of the show. Regular Monday contributors to the show, courtesy of Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and saves. Craig McTavish will join us at about 5.16, 5.17 today. At 6.05, he was in Edmonton all week. Flew home after the Heritage Classic last night for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, experience live standard bed racing Friday and Saturday, Century Mile, Racetrack and Casino. For more information, head to thehorses.com. The one and only Frank Saravalli. And we'll have our farm report with the red-hot Bakersfield Condors with Condors head coach Colin Chalk. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Um... This is Oilers Now. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Text us right now. Tell us about your experience at the Heritage Classic. Obviously, the Oilers... Probably their best performance of the season. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, a reminder, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. The River Cree Resort Casino has blue oyster cult. Don't fear the reaper. Live River Cree, Friday, December 7th. Get your tickets now at the RiverCreeResort.com. River Cree Resort Casino. Excitement. Better. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for the year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Oilers line of Ryan Nugent Hopkins centering of Andrew Kane and Zach Hyman dominates the Calgary Flames five on five. Connor McDavid returns, and the Oilers beat the Flames 5-2. to to What happened there? Wow, that just came out of kind of nowhere. Very quickly, just before we go into the Oilers now, Audio Vault, we bring aboard the one and only Brendan Escott. Hello, Brendan. How you doing? I'm doing well. I guess my uh, my audio was on here. I was well, just looking you, a little further into the Adam Johnson incident over the weekend. Yeah, that's, so. uh, that's, uh, that's a tough situation mm-hmm. there, to say the least. I actually talked to some people at UNB, mm-hmm. because Matt Pentgrave played there for four seasons. I talked to Dave Kilfoyle, a friend of mine for 25 years now. I met him in the late 90s in Saskatoon at the University Cup when Mike Johnson... Uh, was coaching uh, their squad and wrote, uh, they beat the Bears in the national uh, semifinal game in 98. Troy Jurdis' last game was capital of Golden Bears. Um, 
Anyways, uh, yeah, tough situation to say the least. We found out about that Saturday night. I was actually out for dinner with Frank and his family. Uh, my family to come out uh, here in town, and I was. Uh, it put a pall on the proceedings to say the least. Let's get to the specifics. Your thoughts on the Heritage Classic yesterday? Well, it was spectacular from many different standpoints. I mean, I think the the league, <laughs> and boy, did they ever control it! But they put it on in a spectacular fashion. The artistry that was on the field there, um, being at ice level. I for I was blessed by the hockey gods. Okay, I got to watch the game in the corner next to the league photographers. So uh, I had a pretty unique perspective on the whole thing. And the guys were amped up from the get go. I mean, yeah. you could tell that they were really um, sort of caught up in all of the proceedings. And I thought the energy level matched that, at least from the Oilers' standpoint. I thought Calgary was chasing the game for a lot of it. Uh, ice got a little bit bumpy, by the way, just from my perspective. And I know you probably would have thought the same from where you were sitting. Um, but uh, they they managed to. Get get through the game and do so with obviously the victory. It was way better ice than it was back in 03. Let's establish that. They're better at doing it. Uh, Yes, the league controlled a lot of it. As a rights holder, uh, you know, Jack and myself were right next to uh, where Chris Cuthbert and Craig Simpson were, and then there was the penalty uh, box there, and that partially minor obstruction of the near side corner uh, for uh, or the far side corner for a broadcast perspective mostly for Jack um, so it was you know but hey it was awesome and the biggest thing I want to say right now just so everybody's aware the league sets the prices okay so I did an event Friday morning with uh, Patrick for uh, Patrick LaForge and Kid Sport and Cal Nichols was there and Kevin Lowe and Glenn Anderson and Cam Moon and the Oilers set the ticket price back in 03 at 150 bucks in the lower bowl. Uh, the league set the prices for this event. That's how the league does it. They've taken. I'm not even sure there were people at the league that really ever believed this was going to work in the first place. It's worked. But you stepped up. The fans stepped up. They made it awesome. There's no surprise. There's no surprise here at all. Like, I mean, just all you need for the 243rd time over the last five years, Brendan. There's five guys at Edmonton, north of 75,000 followers on Twitter, that that are on the hockey team a fair amount, right? So you got uh, Gene Principe, uh, Jason Greger, uh, Mark Spector, myself, and then Ryan Rashog. And there's nobody in Calgary that's over 40. And it's just, it's not that we're great. It's because that's the the thirst for information and knowledge. And the passion that's out there. How many do we have now in this for this show? I think we have. Do we not have more? 41,000. I think we have more Twitter follows for this show than the radio station has. That's which, correct. Which is kind of crazy in a way when you think about it. But that's a reflection on oil country and the fans. And you helped pick. The, there were a couple times yesterday's game that the fans helped pick the Oilers up because they should have been. That game was almost over early in the second period. Uh, I didn't like either of the two calls that gave Calgary five on threes. I thought, eh. Anyways, bottom line is the Oilers won. The Flames were poor five on five. Let's go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. Check out Direct Workwear's new FR Parka with enhanced warming features for only $270. Here it is, an audio recap of the Oilers 5-2 victory over the Flames in the Unreal Battle of Alberta. scene here at Commonwealth Stadium where more than 50,000 people are packed in to watch the Edmonton Oilers with a record of 1-5-1 and of the Calgary Flames at 2-5-1. This is the 299th edition of the Battle of Alberta. And it's Kulak to Nugent Hopkins, a shot, backhander, score! And Edmonton has the first goal of the Heritage Classic. It's 1-0 Oilers. Brett Cook.
Kulak playing in the shadow of his hometown has scored to give the Oilers the early lead. Power play is over. The Oilers have killed it off. Their 1-0 lead intact and now Drysaddle fresh out of the box with Zach Hyman over the line. Centers, Hyman scores! 2-0, Edmonton! Remember in Winnipeg, the Edmonton Oilers, this Darnell Nurse had a penalty, a lapse, broke out on a two-on-one and finished it off and sealed that game. The Oilers don't kill off one, but two penalties. An extended five-on-three. Huberto steps in, swung it, shot Weger, tipped home in front, and it's Kadri with a deflection upstairs on Stuart Skinner, and that goal comes with one second left in Nugent Hopkins' penalty. So it's a five-on-three power play goal, Bob, and the Flames have a half minute with which to work and potentially get this game tied. Now a dish, one-timer, rip, score! Evan Bouchard through a screen, and Edmonton extends to a 3-1 lead. The Oilers get it right back. Squirts loose and past Uyghur, and the Calgary power play about to die. Five seconds left on the man advantage. Uyghur, nifty move through two men to the net. Saves, get a rebound, score. Just as the penalty was set to expire, A.J. Greer guided that one home, and it's 3-2 for the Flames. I think technically a power play goal. Now the battle fully engaged. Vinny Dayarnay, a shot from the point, tipped home in front. Wow. And the Edmonton Oilers extend to a 4-2 lead. I believe it was a Vander Kane who got a stick on it. Vander Kane's got an empty net, and he scores. This game's over. The horn will sound. Edmonton wins the Heritage Classic. The final score, Oilers 5, the Flames 2. The Battle of Alberta rests with Edmonton once more. All right. You know, you could tell, Brendan, just listening to that audio recap. Like, remember, there's a track around the stadium at Commonwealth, right? Like, Commonwealth Stadium is the largest stadium in Canada, but there's a track around it, which means the fans are that much further. You're not right on top of it, but the knowledge is so immense of the fan base that they pick up quickly. Like, they knew right away, you know, Bouchard with the shot. I mean, we're talking within a millisecond. We're not talking they have to announce it or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, and they played a part. It was an awesome, awesome uh, time yesterday. Connor McDavid played. He had this to say after the game on the spectacle. Such a unique experience, um, one that only um, you know you maybe get to experience you know once or twice if you're lucky. Um, you know, so just trying to soak it all in. Obviously, it was a big win for our group. Uh, we uh, we needed it. You know, this was a big game for us if it was indoors or outdoors. So um, for us to get a win in front of all of, all of our fans uh, with the big spectacle, it just uh, made it even better. All right. As per natural statric, the Edmonton Oilers line of Evander Kane, Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, Zach Hyman had a dominant performance yesterday. 66.67% in Corsi 4. Fenwick, 72.2%. Shots for 83.3. Expected goals, 84.85. High danger uh, chances, uh, Corsi 4. High danger uh, Corsi against, 8 nothing. That's about as dominant. They tilted the ice every time they're on the ice. Hyman has owned these outdoor games. He had this to see on how the orders played. I think we just played more like ourselves. Um, there was less thinking. I think we were we were fast. We were we were, you know, skating. And I think 
when you have an event like this, it's it's easier to get up for. Like, it, it, no game should be hard to get up for, and, and I think of late, there are games where we hadn't started on time, or we haven't played our best, we haven't played a full 60, and you know, I think the whole group knew that this is a game that can really spark your season, and, and to come out and, and get a win in front of our uh, our fans was, was just massive for us. All right, there you go. Uh, that's a bit of the audio vault. We're going to go to break. We're going to bring the former general manager, head coach, and a guy who won three Stanley Cups with the Oilers, four overall, Craig McTavish for MACT on Monday in the show. We're also going to hear a clip when we return with Jay Woodcroft. 518 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. It was a big night for our city, big night for our organization. They did a heck of a job putting on a magnificent spectacle. But I started before the game by saying the most important thing is that we walk out of here with two points. Um, I would add that I'm very pleased that we walked out of here with two points, but we looked like us tonight. We looked like us tonight. That's Jay Woodcroft, who reiterated twice during the press conference yesterday after the game. Uh, it was Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman, and Craig McTavish. This is a team that's got 100 regular season wins the last two years and five playoff series. Okay? It was, one thing about Jay, when he reiterates points like that, there's a little bit of message sending as well. All right, it is 522 at Edmonton. We go to MACT on Mondays with Craig McTavish, brought to you by Contract Equipment. Michael and the staff at Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. And uh, we welcome back to the show from Parts Unknown, Craig McTavish. Hello, MACT. How are you doing? Hey, doing good, Bob. Good to see you. Uh... The Oilers pulled it out last or yesterday. There's joy in Mudville now, I would hope, for the next few days at least. Well, two weeks ago, you were preaching calm and patience, but then the Oilers uh, spit the bit in a couple other games. They weren't close against the Rangers on Thursday. They didn't have Connor McDavid for a couple games. They got him back. Uh, but it was really the Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman line that absolutely dominated Calgary. And, and also, I think it's got to be stated, Craig, Calgary had a poor performance five-on-five five in that game. Like the Oilers, you watched it. Give me your assessment. Well, I thought the Oilers were quite clearly, quite obviously early of the much better team. And, you know, you could make an argument that they've been that in uh, three or four games that they played this year, too. And, you know, there, there's uh, – but they, they, they were just – it was a real dominant performance from the hockey club, especially early. They set the tone early. They were physical. They were on loose pucks quickly, uh, both offensively and defensively. And I thought, uh, you know, I, I was, I mean, I, I agree completely with what Jay said. That's, that's, that's what we all expected from them. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Now we've got a couple tougher opponents coming up, and Dallas is a really good team, too. That yeah. Did we just jump on a team that was uh, – considerably weaker than us or is this the start of a transition to uh, play that way against even the elite teams like Dallas in the league now Craig I was uh, at ice level with Jack and we were not allowed to stand so we we're literally our eyes were at the dasher board level okay so it was a little bit tough at times I did I did sense the offside winger was a little bit lower in support but they won way way more puck battles, and I know there's been a lot of much ado about you know a little bit of a change from a low three on three to a little bit more of a zone defense. The Rangers in Minnesota just stretched Edmonton out and opened up some huge seams in the two games the Oilers lost back to back there after the Winnipeg uh, 
overtime loss. From your perspective watching uh, in parts unknown, did they look like they were playing differently from a defensive perspective? Well, I will tell you, I got the American broadcast, so that tells you slightly where I am. Okay. But, uh, it was, uh, you know, the system is the system. It's uh, it's the execution of that system that uh, ha- has to be fine-tuned. And there's really only three systems that I, I know of uh, from a defensive zone system. There's a man-on-man system, which you and I have talked many times. I don't, I don't like that. I like more layered defensive options, too, as well, if somebody gets beat. The reason a lot of teams use the man-on-man is there's so much motion in the offensive zone in offensive play now that it's, it's a simpler system. Uh, to correct, to point out mistakes, but the breakdowns are are more punitive, I think, on yeah. a man-on-man system. Now, then there's there's a zone system which you and I both agree that we like, but there there are some areas that you can be exposed in a zone system too. That little soft area inside the face-off circle uh, on both sides, and. To, to execute that system well, I mean, it was always the system that I used that there was no gray area where that soft area uh, coverage belonged to or who that soft area coverage belonged to. It belonged to the, the weak side winger. Yeah. And you leave the weak side point pretty open. So if you're loose on your one-on-one battles, they're going to be finding that weak side winger who will have quite a bit of time and space coming down that far side. So um, it's it's really important that you're strong uh, one-on-one in, in those battles. And I really, when I said uh, in my opening comments about the Oilers being quicker to pucks defensively, I mean, they were closing gaps really quick for those one-on-one battles. And... Uh, I mean, let's be honest. That there are some uh, there are some vulnerabilities on our back end uh, defensively in some of those one-on-one battles, and uh, that exposes whatever system you're going to play. Right. Because, I mean, what's the whole objective offensively for teams is they're trying to create space and open up gaps, as you mentioned, and get separation from the defense so they can now start to pick you apart. Uh, with puck movements and shots to the net, and uh, you know we have we have some vulnerability back there. I mean, they're they're they're. It looks to me like they're they're more engaged, or they were more engaged for sure uh, last night, and we had a lot more success shutting plays down. Where you know when you play good players and good teams. They're, they're creating space. Yeah, and, and, we, and uh, yeah, we saw that yeah. in back-to-back games, uh, specifically uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Zuccarello with uh, Minnesota, and then followed up with Panarin and the Rangers. Craig, we're going to put yeah. you on hold. We're going to go to news if you're cool with hanging on, and then we're going to yeah. come back and have an extended convo. Okay. Sounds good. All right. That's uh, Mac. It's Mac T on Mondays again for contract equipment. It's five twenty-eight Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.
Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.